0: Arc 2. Kadian. The group awakens back in the future, now for the second time. Except, this time, they awaken to a young woman staring down at them. It doesn't take long for them to identify the necklace that she's wearing. And then her. It's Pinello, Darkasan's daughter, the zombie they sent into the afterlife. She's now in the future with them. Pinello explains that she was brought back by a green-haired lady named L, and dropped off at the D.O.W.'s doorsteps, and that she speaks to her on occasion now. The group then proceeds through the laboratory as usual, with Bolga finding new entries in the D.O.W. journal, while Silbellus finds a new set of instructions. Meanwhile, Pinello reveals a scrying orb to Doldrin to allow him to look in on Vlodrin, to learn that the city now stands. Encouraged by a seeming sign of success, the group decides to head to Cadion to fight the apparent wave of undead. As the group loads into Cadion Toda isn't with them at first. Tanagal is now a woman, and Jasper seems a little darker in personality. Lena realizes where they are. This was her old home. Bulga's home. As they give a quick look around, it seems the place has been ravaged by disease. Leon deems it right to collect the bodies for last rites, and begins the process. During the time he collects the bodies, the rest of the group searches the place, finding some odd knickknacks and a very odd coin. They're eventually interrupted by one of the bodies grabbing at Leon, and a fight ensues. Leon is bitten, possibly diseased. And the party dispatches all but one undead, quickly enough. That one undead allows Jasper to show his powers, as he controls it and makes it his minion. Leon, following Seren Ray, who despises undead, expresses his concerns as Tanigal stays up with him, attempting to treat his wounds. The morning eventually comes, with a burning pyre of bodies in the background, no sign of Tota, and Leon confirming he is indeed diseased. As the group is discussing their next steps, Toda finally emerges from the forest, and informs them of his encounter with a white-robed figure who had reached out for a Arastal's staff. Curious, but unable to pursue any questions on the figure, the group refocuses on the coin they had found the day before. Eventually they find the coin contains a message directed at D.O.W. members. It says, Follow the path of destruction to death's door. Not knowing fully what this means, Tota finds some animal friends to help him and they eventually come across a storm cellar-type door. Inside, the group fights undead and skeletons guarding the entrance to an underground crypt, gaining access to the inside. A quick search acquires them a mummified hand and a shield. But, during the quick search, Toda and Toph attempt to open a trapped door, and a wave of necrotic energy washes out, cursing Toph, Tanagal, and Mikael. Deciding that door is not worth the danger. They move in a different direction. The next hallway leads them to a room with a partially opened tomb. And as the party moves inside, they're greeted by a whirlwind of objects flying in the air. The encounter commences with debris, pots, books, and dirt swirling around the room, bludgeoning anyone in the way. Mick doubles down by grabbing the skeleton in the tomb and bunkering himself down in a defensive position while... Jasper, Tanigal, and the rest of the party attempt to solve riddles and grab books from the air. Tanigal manages to answer the first question, while Toto figures out the second. Upon the second answer, a spectral figure remains in the air, holding a book out towards them. As the group inspects it, they find a chronicle of the DOW. Tanagle realizes she's seen similar books in her parents' library, which leads her to believe that they were in fact DOW. Pocketing the books, they search deeper finding a sword that can fade in and out of this reality, giving them a chance to combat ethereal figures. With just a short rest, they continue into the next room, finding a small group of undead and a particularly nasty mummy. The fight drags on with each side looking to be on their last legs, and the mummy lets out one last assault on the party before falling to them. Deep breaths ring out as the party survives and begins to bunker down and rest. As they recover... Tentacle falls unconscious to the curse, and her allies save her from possible death. Mikhail finds that the Crotean Empire could be the cause of this calamity, and for now, leaves the rest of the group unaware. After a much-needed rest, the party exit the tomb, only to hear the sounds of screams in the distance. Rushing to the aid of the half-elven man, the party easily dispatch the weak undead attacking him. Lena identifies this man as Fenris, her husband from when she was Bolga. As words are had and his wounds are tended, the party hear a mixture of swamp sounds and pitter-patter as horse hooves approach. Our heroic adventuring party gathers around to protect Fenris as the approaching horse shows itself to be a Crotean Empire warrior, though he seems to be missing his head. Without worrying if he just wanted his head, the party fight a tough fight and take down the Headless Horseman. Afterward, an argument ensues, led by Jasper. Why are the Crotians here? What do they want? Are they the cause of all this? Some think so. Some don't. Most think the argument is pointless. Nevertheless, the party moves and eventually makes it to Dallarly. Deciding to bunker down and rest a little allows Lena the time to tell Fenris she was indeed Bulga. Though, not all plans work perfectly. Though he doesn't believe her, the conversation proves to be useful in proving they want to protect him. Fenris agrees to stay with the party and move into Dallarly. As morning comes, the argument from before picks back up. And as it does, Tanagal grabs Leon and Tota and sneaks off to Dallarly. The group of stealth, consisting of Tanagal, Leon, and Tota, begin to scout out the town. Meanwhile, the rest of the party is found out by a Crotean scout. Jasper is quick to offer up Lena and Fenris as his slaves, and uses that line of logic to secure entrance to the town. The stealthy group can find no other entrance due to the swamp-like quicksand surrounding the city, and return to the party. As they approach, they see the prospect of Jasper and Mikael holding slaves. Tanagal reluctantly offers up Toda and Leon as her own slaves, securing her entrance into Dallarly. As they're brought in, they meet the leader of the town, Rowan Orville, who questions the validity of some of the party. With magic from Toda offers the reason Tannacle's skin is green, Toda is put up for execution the following day. All equipment is removed from the slaves, and the party is split. Information is gathered throughout the day, as the party figure out the Crotians are worshipping a possible evil deity for an unknown reason. They also figure out something called the Red Wave attacks them. As night falls, Toda begins to work his way out of his binds, while the rest of the party enact an escape plan. Plans don't always go perfectly, though, as they are interrupted by a warhorn, signifying the Red Wave's approach. Scaling larger than the largest building in Dallarly, it seems, for now, their party is no match for the Red Wave. Finding his way out of his bindings, Tota is able to escape to safety with the rest of the party inside the manor. Meanwhile, many Crotians are consumed by the Red Wave outside. Battening down the hatches, they attempt to secure themselves into a safe position within the manor. But, as the red wave approaches, their minds fog over, and with a round of failed saves, all of our adventurers fall into darkness. When they open their eyes, they see nothing. Nothing but void. One by one they begin to have visions of their past, their present selves, and of their futures. As they all snap out of it, they find themselves in a dark red void, floating in nothingness, with a red-robed entity as an enemy. The fight begins and rages on with the party struggling to gain the upper hand. Suddenly, Fenris's eyes gloss over, and he takes a stab at Lena. This triggers the red-robed figure to focus on Lena, eventually bringing her to unconsciousness, and then a much more permanent slumber. With one swift move, he covers Lena's body with his robe, and she disappears. Enraged and saddened, the party comes together to finish off the red-robed figure, and with a brilliant flash of light, they're all blinded. And as their vision returns, they find themselves once more in the future.